uh, I saw some kind of light. Let's not say the light. Let's just call it a light and we'll see what happens. How's it going? It's going pretty well. I'm going to Excellent. eat some bread <laughs> while I do this show. All right. Well, see, the COVID relief check got deposited, so I, ah, I, I felt to, I could go shopping. You can eat, afford bread now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> such such frivolities as <laughs> the staff <laughs> of life, you know. Yeah. I'm on spring break, baby. Yeah. And I will be safely staying home. Right. Soon. Soon what? You'll be on spring break. Oh, I'm on spring break. Oh, I thought you said, oh, because next week you'll still have, I, I, this is a pre-show element, everyone, but. <laughs> well, that's true, but I'm still on spring break because my week is done. I see. I don't work on Friday. Right. <laughs> uh, well, I work on some Fridays, but uh, tomorrow is an off Friday. So oh. as soon as school was out here, uh, this is a Thursday, I'm on spring break. Nice. For all the rest of this weekend and then all next week. Excellent. And by next week, I mean this week that you are listening to it on. Uh, On the show that is called, it's just called Two Brothers. That's right. I'm James. I'm Marcus. Welcome one and everyone. Spring break! Yeah! Well, when are we going to get rowdy? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I keep Sometimes I get that confused with the uh, summer vacation one where the clock goes and he... (laughs) <laughs> he jumps up, up yours, Krabappel. But uh, that's going on summer. I've been slowly winning my way through the through the Simpsons series, but I started at season three. You started mm. at season three or the beginning of season four. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, as I say, I've been hankering for Homer's Demoxenil episode. I should watch that yeah, soon. It's good. Excellent. Uh, and I, uh, the the layout design is amazing too all the the cinematography of it shot composition yeah yeah they, so they really went a long way in that episode yeah for something that early they um, pushed the envelope as it were i think yeah and some things that were a little citizen caney i thought mm-hmm. uh, that they never went in other shows with they never took it to other episodes which was a shame but it, that would have made it a more artistic uh, thing of kind of animation and I, that sh- for sure wasn't the way they wanted to go from upstairs. Anyway. Well, they, they have talked about citizen Kane being one of the most referenced mm-hmm. movies in the show's run, right? Particularly early on for several seasons, mm-hmm. but yeah, but this one had <laughs> through the literal f- episode in fifth season of Cal Rosebud. Right. Yeah. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> I still, I still was struck by how funny it was that Mr. Maggie offers Mr. Burns her pacifier in the sandbox. He says, oh, well, I don't usually, but... Uh... <laughs> Damn you, paparazzo! <laughs> paparazzo, yes. I gotta look up news radio when Jimmy James was doing a rosebud, but it wasn't rosebud. What was it? I didn't see very many of those. Oh, was it the Rose Bowl? I think (laughs) Rose Bowl. (laughs) And he, it just like zooms in on his mouth, just like the original. And he says, Rose, whispers Rose Bowl. And then 
Big smile. Uh, <laughs> another Stephen Root triumph. Mm-hmm. I missed News Radio. That was a, I came to that show. I don't know if it was all. No, it wasn't done, but it was well into its run. Mm-hmm. It was um, maybe in the last couple seasons. And um, I, I miss it. It was a really good show <laughs> yeah. for me. Sure. I think it was well written. It's, it came mm. at the tail end of my tolerance for sitcom format. Mm-hmm. And then I sort of rediscovered it in other, in other ways, in other permutations. So things that parodied the format became a thing. Like Bojack Horseman has elements of that. Uses tropes from sitcoms mm-hmm. and TV staples to make its jokes work better, I think. Yeah, certainly. Or to have a, a meta commentary on entertainment in general. Right. Yeah. Lots of that for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's a multi-layered show. It's very well done. It's still, still one of the best things I've ever seen. I agree. That it is one of the best things you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> but for me too. <laughs> so what do we got? I have a music share. If, uh, yeah, you, you shared this um, interesting thing that has some French words in it. This is a band that I discovered on The Sounds of My Head, which is a podcast I've been listening to since, wow, 2005? Has it been going that long? Wow. It's been going before that. Wow. Before that entry point for me, mm-hmm. like maybe two years, something like that. Mm. It's a music podcast, and as he says... It's Monday, November 29th, 2010. Thanks for tuning in to The Sounds in My Head. Virtuosity has almost become the rule. The Sounds in My Head is a bi-weekly music podcast where I play songs and bands I think you might have missed. My name's Daniel. I mean somebody who has inside him such a love of something that just telling you about it, he makes you love it too. Thanks again for listening to The Sounds in My Head. So I don't always mesh with his tastes, but I have discovered a a lot of artists that I I love today and would not have found, I don't think, if not for that show. At least before Spotify was a thing. And uh, I'm always suspicious of how much Spotify searches through and filters out for me versus Mm -hmm. what is hot or... Right, sure. Uh, rising in popularity, and they just want yep. to maximize the listens on that by joining the hype, I guess. So I always have that yeah, suspicion that it's it's gamed and and not <laughs> scientific. <laughs> Is that too strong a word? <laughs> neutral. Yeah, that's I mean, that it's not neutral. Not it's unbiased. So I don't have any right. expectation yeah, yeah. that it's that it's unbiased. I still uh, I am wary of giving over all of my searching capabilities or my experience of discovery mm-hmm. of, of music yeah. to to them because mm-hmm. then I feel like I'll get lazy uh, where before there would be some random coworker or I don't know an ad on TV on a couple occasions that led me to bands that I just had to you know, I was amazed by that little clip of something and I had to go find out who it was mm-hmm. but that was yeah. I just randomly discovered that in the wild just like your friend telling you Dude, I heard this awesome band that Jimmy, you know, Love You Borrows tape of, and you've never heard of them, and suddenly they're the greatest thing you've ever heard. Mm-hmm. But you're getting a lot of variation of the thing, the service thinks you like in the sort of 
discovery parts, I think. You know, here's new artists we think you'll like, but I think probably just because the AI is so limited, they have to be as close to what you already like as they can. Because maybe mm-hmm. you like Return to Forever, but maybe you just like Chick Corea's solo piano stuff. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you just like uh, a, like a big band type pianist. Mm-hmm. You know, Count Basie or Duke Ellington. Maybe you like that addition in the thing, but you won't necessarily like a, a jazz trio with piano. Right. Or Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> he, li- <laughs> he plays piano. You like piano. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid artificial intelligence. Uh, I suppose we should get back to the band I'm actually sharing. <laughs> um, right. So you've got a music share. I do. And it's a band called Freedom Fry. <laughs> I found them on Sounds of My Head. And they, uh, they caught my ear. And that is, to me, always the best sign of a band that uh, I want to hear more of. thing that's like huh, that was pretty good uh something that <laughs> makes me want to search out there the stuff in the hope that it'll be as good as this thing i just heard i i thought maybe they were just exclusively french like some mm-hmm. other 
bands I follow. Um, That's what I was wondering when I first, when I, I mean, I think this is the only thing I've heard by them. Yeah, well, because the two songs that Daniel shared on Sons of My Head are in French, but they are a French and American duo, uh, okay. a man and a lady, a fella mm-hmm. and a woman. And I don't know who is... kind of like Pamplemousse. I, I don't... I don't know that's true. I, I don't know from where is whom. Mm-hmm. And the White Stripes. <laughs> and the Carpenters. Well, there's a brother and sister, though. <laughs> well, it's a man and a woman. So, and Captain and Sunil. I can go on for days. White Stripes are supposed to be brother and sister, but they weren't. Everybody, they weren't. Uh, is that right? Yeah. No. I didn't know. They, mm. So... This band, Freedom Fry, I don't know a lot about, except that uh, they sound really great. And every song that I've heard, I've played through most of the, their last album and all these singles that they just released. Uh, it's, it's really fun. They have a holiday album. Mm-hmm. It's also a good time. Uh, just uh, It's one of those... Um, it's not an easy listen, but or it's not easy listening type music, but it is a low-key thing. That's uh, that's melodic and, and bright and uh, sort of a sunny disposition musically. I say in the yeah, most I'm, for the most part. She has kind of an ethereal quality to her voice right. and let's say uh, not in this. If you think of somebody like Liz Fraser from Cocteau Twins, it's not this uh, '80s '90s floating on top no, of not, this not like that uh, washy reverby music. No, 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 not like yeah. that. Her actual voice is like is more like right, that. Right, right. There, there's a there's an atmosphere that uh, that she creates, mm-hmm. sort of floating on top of the uh, accompaniment, mm-hmm. and uh, it was intriguing right away. I I do enjoy her voice quite a bit. Yeah, I, I think it falls into the rest of the music in a different way. It's more a part of of that than a separate instrument, in a way. Like it's yeah. it's it's all of a service to the song in the best way. Right. It's not that her voice, her vocal quality is so unusual, but there was something that, um, kind of made me sit up and take notice yeah. in the way it was used. I had the same, I guess I had the same reaction hmm. because I've heard a lot of those breathy sure, woman yeah. man vocals. And sometimes it's mm-hmm. tiring. It tires some, I mean, sometimes I get a little yeah. annoyed, like, all right, can you just sing? <laughs> I love me some Enya, <laughs> yeah. but um, maybe not, you know, a dozen <laughs> in a row. <laughs> right. If you if you have a way of doing it that sounds natural and not forced, I'm I'm all about it. So mm-hmm. I, I just think you should listen to more, everyone. All right, sir. <laughs> and at the sound of this yell in the background, yell. <laughs> uh, this is a Stargate Alanis marathon in the background. Yeah. I, I never watched an episode of any other Stargates except for the movie. <laughs> Same. And I didn't <laughs> so, even do that. You haven't seen the, the film no. Stargate? I, oh, it's quite excellent. I just, it's a okay, ripping good yarn. Here's the thing. I feel like Stargate is something that I should like. I should be into it. I should enjoy it. I should be excited to go through the whole multitude of series and episodes. Mm-hmm. Oh, the series. Yeah. But I'm not. And I don't know mm-hmm. why. I tried. I tried again this, this time when you know Roy was singing his praises and wanting to watch the series again. But but I just didn't. I just wasn't interested. And it annoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can suspend my disbelief for a lot of things. Um, 
in ways that other people may find grating. I can take mm-hmm. a lot of silliness of a certain kind, but this particular setup, I think, had me continuing to say, well, why did that, why did they do that? Like, who is this person? Why is he acting that way? I don't buy that this <laughs> type of person has this type of personality, like all those things together. And it's like, it, it's nothing but my problem. <laughs> I don't yeah. think it's endemic to the show. But I don't have any judgment mm. about it. I just, I find myself monumentally uninterested and it weirds me out. It's not for everyone, no. apparently. All right, yes. But rarely is something... Including these two brothers. Rarely is something for everyone. Well, <laughs> if you would like to join the throngs of fans of It's Just Called Two Brothers, you can write to us at It's Just... Wait, no. Bros at It's Just Called Two Brothers.com. There you go. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> if you tweet, you could tweet at IJC2B. Oh where tweets happen yeah uh, I noticed something about my tweets by the way they <laughs> I keep moving from outrage to outrage hmm. so it's not that I spend too much time say t- scrolling Twitter uh, for either schadenfreude or doom scrolling yeah. I think I get focused on one outrage and then look things up about it oh uh, yes and then there's another one that I have to look up things about because I'm outraged. And I realized, wait, I don't actually have any focus. I'm just moving from one to another. So maybe that's my key, like my way out of it, right? Of thinking that I can, that I can just plow through the, the outrages and be done. And then I can do what's important. Yeah. But there's a rabbit hole every time. <laughs> there, yeah, it's endless.